Everybody. Hi. Oh, that always makes me laugh. Um, well, that's what I'm here for. We are back. It's been a little over a week because we taped early last week because of Hershey, Pennsylvania. But uh, here we are back to Wednesday, our normal night. Uh, I'm sorry for the janky artwork this week, but people, we are doing national television tonight. The NHL Network. Toot toot. I, I didn't even actually realize it. <laughs> <laughs> I was, uh... Until Degler says, would like to welcome everybody in who's on the NHL Network. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, we Well, are. apparently we've gone into... They've taken their feed international sometimes. Now I don't even realize it. So no, every game is in international. Mother Russia. Every single game is. Not sometimes. <laughs> Every game? Uh, this year, every game is. Well, now I'm scared. They don't... Yeah. I don't think it's anything to worry about. I'm only well, assuming... How did that, that work with all that, that PAL and all that shit? Oh, it's all one format now. I know that. <laughs> In Mother well, Russia. No, no. It's not one format. It's a thousand formats that somehow just all work together. Right, yeah. You, those tubes can only handle one. I think the Hertz is still different, though. They're on 50 Hertz there. Well, we're 60. Yeah, until you get one of your fancy-ass TVs that likes to make it all janky. Now, normally, Squeezer, I'll talk more about Russia. I'm going to make fun of Russia, but I'm really thirsty. And it's not one mm -hmm. beer time. It's Sam Summer Ale time. They had it in Hershey. Oh, boy. And it's I got my movie tavern Stein. And I'm filling it up with my three Sam Summers. I can hear it. There's an echo. It's like you're pouring it down a hallway. Yeah, baby. Oh, and Mother Russia. Squeezer's camera work is very unacceptable. Do you think? I, I like to think that even our television is top-notch in Russia. I, w I would hope so. We work for I mean, state I, television. The only network, TV I see from Russia is when kids game. tie ropes around themselves and like jump off like old buildings. I only ever see like like um like a, a truck carrying like six thousand tons of concrete with a skateboard for one of its wheels. <laughs> like those kind of videos, like dash cam yeah. videos of that stuff. Mm -hmm. In Russia, we don't need four tires. We'll skateboard from Bart Simpson. <laughs> Don't have a cow, man. It's kind of, uh, it's kind of like Borat. Hey, Naz. <laughs> it's slow. Yeah, it's not even slowly going there. Because we're at the Borat. In, in Kazakhstan, we have Mule. He operates camera. Uh, the, all, all the Russians I've got to meet are nothing but... Really, I don't understand how they're the bad guys, other than that they're a lot bigger than us. They're bigger and they sound evil. <laughs> they sound, but they are sweethearts. Come into elevator. They're all like basically like pro wrestlers. <laughs> yeah, you're not. We're not supposed to like NHL rules. You're supposed to be like six feet or twelve feet away from them, and like the elevator opens and the guy's standing there and we're like, oh, we'll just take the next one. Come in, please. Come into elevator. You ride with me. 
Wait, comrades. <laughs> so, did no one tell you that we are riddled with disease? Like uh, In Russia, we don't care about disease. Oh, well, clearly. Come hug me and get your kisses. <laughs> <laughs> so I kissed this guy, and, you know, we're friends now. Huh. I thought he was a bad guy. I was like, hey, uh, what's the deal with uh, Ivan Drago? He's, he's still a thing over there? He's a character in your American movie. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I I like to look at it this way that that if I can change and you can change, the whole world can change. Drago was made a sympathetic character in Creed Two. I'm not spoiler squeezer. I mean, you'll never see spoilers, it. Spoilers! Come on, <laughs> it's in my queue. No, it's not. I was gonna watch. It is. You're watching Magna it. or whatever the fuck it's called. What's that sh that show called? Bottleneck Z. Yes, I was watching <laughs> Bottlenecks. <laughs> You're adorable. Japanime crap. I'm like, Squeezer, what are you watching that for? You have so much other stuff to watch. Because it's random shit I can put on in the background while I'm working out and not pay attention. You could also put Creed and Creed 2 on. No, but then I got to pay attention. Yeah, they are great. I can't, I can't have that. I, I either got to put some shit that I've already seen on. And sometimes, or, and listen, uh, I'm not fights. judging because I'm the king of mumbling. Sometimes Michael B. Jordan will mumble, and you're like, what the fuck did he just say about a cheesesteak and a John? Ah, yeah, I, that's the other thing where movies you have to, like, pay attention. Especially, uh, it's the worst, like, in theaters. I heard Tenant was really bad at that. Like, you had to, like, Yeah, really we saw in the part. fucking drive-thru, and I put every speaker in my car in and opened the doors, and I was, like, curdled next to it. But, uh... uh. Yeah, we do the really old person thing now when we can't make out what they're saying. We just put the subtitles on for it, and then we take them <laughs> off right away. But we were watching us. It was so Enchantress has never seen The Sopranos. I've seen every episode at least four or five times prior to this rewatching. Sure. So we are uh, doing a rewatch, and uh, uh, Janice said someone said something the other day, and I was like, I didn't know what she said. And we gotta, usually it's Fiorial. I have a house in Natalie. <laughs> I go to the store, Tony. My my Russian, my... <laughs> there was this woman when we were in Rome. Um, she she pulled out this, like, map that was, like, off, like, a tablet. It was, like... And it was, like, the size of a placemat. She's on her pants. She's like, you're going to want to go down to the fountain. <laughs> I started being like, what are we going to do next? <laughs> you know, with my hands. It's like Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, like, Friday. Do you recommend us going down to the Vatican on Monday or Tuesday? Because it all starts sounding like Borat every single. <laughs> did they throw? Uh, did they throw a bobbity boobity in there? Bobbity boobity. Bobbity boobity. You're American. You'll go down to the fountain, uh, the wedding cake, and see all the miles of Adam. Adam. <laughs> Started talking to her with my Australian accent. All right, darling. <laughs> What do you think I could score a Foster's around here? And she actually Everything. said she would never go to Australia with me or Ireland because I'll keep asking people, where do you find the lucky charms? I haven't heard <laughs> You are Irish, right? No, I'm not. I'm a bunch of things. I'm an idiot. That's that's for one thing. Yeah, yeah you really are. You're a true mutt. Yes, we're, uh, I'm Irish. Uh, German and Czechoslovakian. All right, then, my Kraut Mick friend. 
I I I got a nice big hunk of chuckle. So have you seen the size of my nose? The width? Wow. Yeah, yeah. Two Godfather references in ten minutes. Impressed with myself. Oh yeah, you yeah okay. Uh, you could do something. Uh, what does he call? You beautiful Irish bastard. That's what he called Jimmy Conway. Uh yeah. yeah, I was just that was just on the other day. I was watching it was on TV, but good fellas I still watched it. Like I have it on VHS, I have it on DVD. I own a digital copy of it, but it's on cable with commercials and edited. And I still sat there and watched it. We I got back into my room at Hershey after we were down in the parking lot drinking because you know we have such a life. Mm-hmm. And Jurassic Park was on AMC. And I'm like, eh. <laughs> Better than nothing. <laughs> um, but anyway, hang yeah. out, have a little camaraderie, or watch Jurassic Park in my hotel. No, well, we we hung out. Even oh, Rocco okay. did. Um, but yeah, that was uh, I. Uh, what was I saying? Oh yeah, so uh, Irish, German, and, and Czechoslovakian, the three largest beer drinking uh, countries per capita. Squeezer. Mm-hmm. Yes. With Czechoslovakia being one. We're there, man. Prague, beer, you get a liter of beer. And it is it is cheap. Thank you, uh, Daryl. He said, great interview, RK. Very entertaining. I did. If you listen to our bonus show, Squeezer, did you listen yet? No, I downloaded it. I did download it. I uh, did an interview with Stephanie Eskander. She's the designer of uh, Rest WWF Wrestling Buddies, among so many other things. She's worked in the toy industry so many years. She did such a great interview, such a sweet Sweet lady to do that and give us her time. Our, unlike other shows, and I'm not disparaging them because I get why you'd want to make money, but our bonus shows are free. <laughs> yeah, I would feel guilty. <laughs> yeah, I know. Definitely. Charging anyone. I feel guilty that I'm just taking up people's time. <laughs> yeah, me too. Um, But yeah, here we are. But, but uh, I figured I, I originally I was just going to call and pick her brain. You know, uh, but I, she's like, do you want to record? I was like, yeah, I'll record it. I, 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 I didn't have my gear with me because it was it was at the studio. So I did everything through my little black magic switcher. But both the computer, it, it, we, I had to use eighth inch out of the computer into a RCA cable, into a um, matchbox, into... Mm-hmm into the sony fs7 on one channel <laughs> and and my my microphone was in the fs7 in the other channel and then the sony was hdmi into the switcher usb into the computer you had a twenty five thousand dollar record train yes it worked <laughs> it sounded good it, yeah it worked I was like, how do I? I'm like, I should just. I should. You need you needed one of those things they had in the radio stations back in the day where you kind of like click the phone into the microphone receiver kind of thing. Uh, I don't know if that would have worked with my uh, iPhone. I don't, I don't think that works anymore, no. Yeah. Oh, you listen to a couple of pests while you do. He says he listens to us while he does pest control. Helps the day go, go by. Ooh, I got I have a, a a comrade of yours coming over uh Friday. Hope to kill uh, kill a couple of mises. Dale's dead bug. Yep. Uh you're going to do it the humane way squeezer, right? Yeah, absolutely. 
Uh-huh. I can never yeah, I think they, they eat those humane little pieces of food and then go Yeah, and, you know, poisoning them isn't bad, but I hate front yard. I hate those glue traps. Those are awful. They should not No, be no, they don't use glue traps. Yeah. It's, it's poisoner snap traps. Crush their little heads. Ah, <laughs> oh, the humanity. Good god. What a maneuver. Um what did you think? So I watched Squeezer, and I'm not lying to you when I was telling you my thoughts on um, Falcon and Winter Soldier, where it's going. Yeah, do, do you know that <laughs> you realized right away when uh, you guys were just like Darth Jason and I were laughing at you while you're giving us your thoughts on where the season's gonna go. Yeah, I, I what I didn't know a Battlestar was gonna be in it. That was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um. Him and fucking U.S. Agent are a couple of douchebags. And I described them. And she goes, who's U.S. Agent? To Enchantress. I go, he, she's like, is he a good guy or a bad guy? I go, more of a frenemy. And at the end of it, they made it really seem like he was a frenemy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and without even doing anything, just putting him in, in Cap's gear and just, you, you don't like him. Yeah. And he's like, stay out of our way. Yeah. But I, yeah, said, I, I don't, I don't even feel, I felt like that was even forced. Like you didn't even have to. You didn't even have to do that. Like you already, he was already just very off-putting. Now, um, I I figured because of the way they were handling Falcon, I was like, I wonder if they're gonna bring Isaiah Bradley into the fold, uh, like the black, like, the black Captain America, and they completely did. As like, we, I think we're just was, smiling, nodding. I think politely. the book uh-huh, was yeah. You might be onto something. Either called Truth or Patriotism. It was called something Red, White, and Blue. And from 2003 that Isaiah Bradley came from. Uh, and I just assumed, I'm like, oh, that's probably what they're going to do. And then, and, and I'm like, oh, and also Carl uh, Ma- Ma- Monta, whatever the fuck his name is, is, is face uh, pa- uh, flag smasher in the comics, but it's Carly uh, Montag uh, or something, I think is her name. It's Carl. The girl's name's Carly, not Carl. They gender swapped her. Hmm. As the head of Flag Smasher. She's not Flag Smasher proper. It's a group. Which is, they're kind of doing like the Proud Boys of the Marvel Universe. Or the Oath Keepers or whatever. <laughs> but I don't necessarily know how, if they're bad guys or not. And, yeah, I, I see. I could see a few twists and or turns. And are any of them, do you think, are any of them the super soldiers from Civil War that were in the Hydra base? Oh, I didn't even think about that. That's exactly what I said to Enchantress right away. Because where are these super soldiers coming from? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, The fans are clamoring today for my next bonus show to be an interview with Jeffrey. My dad. (laughs) Yeah, I I said it was a... uh, Your snarky reply was amusing to me. Yeah, well, so I called him. And um, I was like, "Hey, uh, the fans of the show want you to be. I want you, me to do an interview with you." Oh nope, nope, no interviews. <laughs> I was like, "I told him you fancy yourself a political operative. You don't want to hurt your chances <laughs> of getting in the office." Nope, can't do that. Uh, you could just interview the buzzard from Looney Tunes and. All right, uh. So, uh, what, what the, I don't, uh, your fans, uh, I don't, you thought, what do you, I don't know what you're telling them. 
<clears throat> With all due respect, sir, I, uh, he I admire your work shit. ethic and uh, your true leader. <laughs> he doesn't listen to this shit. Oh, good. Thank God. Hey, your flight's down. I remember my mom telling me she was going to check it. I'm like, no, 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 no. I dropped an F-bomb to her the other day on the phone, too. Oh, you don't By curse accident. in front of your parents? Like, I never, I never, cur- like, I'll say, like, damn or oh, something Jesus, like that. Fuck. But I don't, I don't go full-blown F-bomb from my mom. My my dad used to walk around, and whenever he cursed, like, say fuck or something, he'd be like, oh, I get my bad mouth from my son, meaning me. But, yeah. <laughs> but I'm rambling on about something, ranting. And uh huh, uh-huh, and everything's fine, <clears throat> but and this is on the way to work. I pull into the work parking lot, and somehow, just crossing that line, I instantly just start dropping the f bomb. I'm like, sorry, I got into work, and it just kind of flows from here on out. I work with a bunch of man children. Yeah, got potty mouths. Mm-hmm. My I curse in front of my grandma. She does too. She'll say that. She'll say fucking shit in front of me. She, woman's 87 wow. years old. No, the only, not even my other, only my, my one grandfather that was in the Navy. He would, well, he would curse like a sailor. But yeah, other than that, like, I never. My dad's dad was like a fucking saint walking on earth. He wouldn't even swear. He wouldn't even raise his voice. Yeah. Uh, my, his wife would. My grandma, Betty. Jamie. Yeah. No. Well, yeah. We are. We are. I've probably told the story. So uh, when I went to in 1990, uh, what was it? One. I think it was 1991. No, it was 93. I was 11, so 93. 93. My dad took me, my dad, brother, and sister down to Florida, and he was he had a trade show down there in Orlando. So he drove us down to Fort Myers, dropped us off at my grandparents, who, who were snowbirds down there, and he went to the trade show, came back, picked us up, and took us back to Disney, um, and we went to Disney, and none of us liked it. <laughs> I think I famously told that. But while he was, <laughs> he was gone, my, uh, my, my grandparents took us to the beach, and my grandpa gets out, and he's got like a short sleeve, button-down, like, like tartan dress shirt on, uh, khaki shorts, and dress shot socks pulled up to like under his knees with penny loafers on. And my grandma gets out and sees him. She goes, Jesus, Jimmy, you look like a horse's ass. You're not sitting with us. Sit up here by the car. <laughs> so we had to sit up by the car while we all went down to the beach. That was, was uh, how my grandpa dressed. He didn't own jeans. That, that, that was a time. Yeah, like you didn't like you wore slacks. You tucked your shirt in. Like, well, that, that comes from, like, coming up, like, not poor, but... He wasn't poor, but he was in the Army, I guess. No, He but was yeah, in World War II. About, like, you, you want to show yourself off as being, like, you know, proper and, like... Yeah, he's he's a gentleman. I'm a scumbag. Yeah, like a gentleman. Like, your, your Sunday best. Like, I think that's all... That's not a scumbag. Shot. I don't know what the word for it is. Like, I'm, 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 like, I don't, like usurp people or something but i just don't want to tuck my shirt in and people oh man people in europe hated that i mean that's how they knew i was an american because i wear my hat backwards they do not like that over there (laughs) 
Ball caps in general, they don't really like, but when you wear it backwards, that's like, oh, there you oh, are, boy. American. Been some fucking guy. We are going down the escalator. Uh, the- wait, they think you're going to cut the head off their statue in the town square or something? Possibly. We are going down the escalator in the Louvre, and this guy goes going up, and he's had his hand at me, and he's fucking going off in French at my hat. And I'm like, well, he's not happy. <laughs> yes, I wore my backwards hat into the Louvre. Well, how do you think we feel about your berets? Yeah, right. And you're fucking miming all the time. <laughs> Give it up. It's a <laughs> fucking stupid art form. Do they actually do that over there yet? I don't know. I didn't see any. <laughs> I didn't actively look them out, but I didn't see We any. We probably have more in Times Square than they do in all of France, but yet it's still theirs. Yeah. There, uh, actually, I think they, there was a mime. We went to the Moulin Rouge to see a show. And um, it's like a variety show, but everyone's naked. And I think oh. there might have been a naked mime. That's not always a good thing, though. No, you're like, hey, your balls are showing. Yeah. It's like, yeah, when everyone's naked, that means everyone's naked. Uh, are you planning on watching the movie that came out today, Godzilla vs. Kong? Uh, maybe. I think that might be a, a background kind of thing. Uh, I'll, yeah, Enchantress is way more into Godzilla than I am. Uh, and she likes them all. We went to see the last Godzilla. I haven't seen any of the Kong movies, though. It's just... um, the new, like, the, the new ones, really, like, even going back to... Uh... The Matthew Broderick vehicle, but that's uh, that's different. But all of them, like nothing, like if I watch Godzilla, I like the old ones. I don't even like. like I like those. the old school Japanese. Do you like them, or do you just like saying you like them? No, I like them. I, I like it. There's a thing I like. I like that shit. Like I'll I'll sit and I'll watch. Okay, when know, was the last time you watched a, a Godzilla movie? Like, like an old school through or yeah. Oh, it's the last time I watched any movie, but or at all, at all. Oh, was, well, a couple of years ago, maybe. Yeah, well, like five, I'm gonna go with five years ago. No, ask That's me when I stopped doing anything. Now ask me when the last time I watched Ghostbusters was, or a Marvel movie. Well, that's different. Yeah, because I are... like them. <laughs> well, I. That's fine. I like them too. But but I I. I have to keep watching those to keep up with the next one. And also, they were made in the last 10 years. I'm just saying. A lot of people are like, oh, I love those. Like, do you watch them all the time? I mean, Diana has a friend. I don't watch them all the time, but I I do enjoy them. And when my kid asks me what a Godzilla is, the first thing I do is I pull up the old school shit. Uh, Diana has a friend, Mark, who probably is definitely still watches them. But like I like the old Rocky movies, and I watched them within the last year. Well, yeah, I couldn't tell you the last time I watched a Rocky movie. Oh, I, I just I I like watch. Some people don't do that; they don't watch movies over and over. I like to. Oh I no, like. I will. Shit, I've like I said, I watched Goodfellas on cable the other day, and like, like Aliens is like the ultimate like go to bed movie for me. See, but that's that's what I mean when you say ah, I li- I, li- I like that stuff. Like, okay, I'm okay with the old Godzilla shit. I saw him, like we Hang Tat Lim, our uh, editing director at the 
uh, film academy worked on some of these those pictures and he had us edit the old stuff together like the old film 35 millimeter mm-hmm. prints of Godzilla movies and because you could take a bunch of them and mishmash and make something cool out of them because you know it's all the same yeah yeah um, but yeah I mean do I do I like them would I actively go back and like I want to watch Godzilla movies today no no chance in hell well no but if it's if it's one of those things where if it's on compared to everything else I will stop and I'm like ooh no, Godzilla. not even like if it's on. Oh uh, no, no. If it's on, I'm like you can't say that it, anymore. Like it, because everything's always on. Uh, yeah. Like I barely turned that, my fucking TiVo bo- cable box on. Like, oh no, I still like it. I still like perusing it. I don't know why it's habit. Not it's me. Old. No. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Uh, we, well, we're like what. A billion hours into the show, should we start our, with the topic at hand? <clears throat> I think so. Today we are our last week in March. Um, it is still March, March 31st, 11 p.m. Eastern Time as we're recording this, and all of March of 2021. We are jumping in the time machine and going back 30 years to the year 1991 and talking about our favorite things. We covered television, movies... I still don't know how that was 30 years ago, but okay. I know, right? I didn't think your math is off. We've covered television. We covered movies. We covered toys, video games, and now week five of this long march, this wonderful march, uh, junk food from 1991. And Mr. Squeezer is kicking it off with his. Wait, wait, wait. wait look, can, we, can we caveat that? What? It's junk food we ate in 1991. Mine, I think, I was all from 1991. You told me you weren't going to do that, so now I'm getting thrown under the bus. I just happened to do it. <laughs> I don't know. I couldn't find the exact release date of one of them. Exactly. But everything else well, I, I did. I, well, now I, uh, now I look like an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> Squeeze with the asshole, everybody. Here's the asshole's first pick. It's the Handy Snacks Awesome Toy Giveaway. Yeah! You could win a hundred or five hundred dollar gift certificate. Good for anything at Toys R Us. Wow! The boring cart. You can look in specially marked Handy Snacks eight packs. More fun! Thousands will play. Hundreds will win. More boring. Or for free game piece and rules, write Handy Snacks box forty six twelve Blair, Nebraska six eight double oh nine. Fun! Boring. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Subject to rules. Game ends four thirty ninety two. I'd like to take something back, Squeezer. What's that? You're not an asshole. Why is that? Well, you're a sweet, sweet, handsome boy. Oh no, you can call me an asshole all you want. I, I am a, I am a, a cheap cop out. Uh, <laughs> didn't put much effort into it. Although my problem was, and all my research, all these snacks that came out in '91, a lot of this stuff, like, I didn't really eat. Oh, I like, and then in, in hind, or I left him like, oh, he's gonna pick those. So like they're the big two, uh, I left off, and I don't even think you picked them. What? Where were they? Uh, fruit snacks. One that has a gooey, juicy inside, and the others that are multiple feet long. Gushers and fruit by the foot came out in '91. Yeah. No, yeah. I didn't like gushers. See, yeah, that's the thing. I love fruit by the foot. I like fruit I by the foot. I wasn't so much on on gushers. But I didn't, yeah, I didn't like so, gushers. I could have talked about them, but uh, these are more close to the heart. So I'm like, and if you're listening to this and you really, really care, you can leave us a bad review. Yeah. 
I uh, I ate I, I had both of those in my lunch in 1991 for sure. But I would always give away my gushers. I would eat though fruit by the foot. I'd eat the hell out of fruit by the foot. Oh yeah, yeah. But if I had a choice between, because you know me, I am a uh, I'm not one for the sweets. I'm I'm a savory kind of guy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if it came down to it, like oh, you can have fruit by the foot or gushers or a handy snack. Well, I'm geez, going handy. Yeah. Well, now me too. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, most of um, all, but one of my picks are sweet. I have one savory pick. Uh, let me see. It's, but, uh, something, something minor. Your that might have always been your taste. I I kind of shifted. I would always go sweet when I was a kid. Uh but now no, never. Unless it was like some kind of even then, like I didn't like super sugary. I loved yeah, it. No, Give I me was the never... sugar. How's it? By the way, it's fifty-seven degrees. It was sixty-one when I was driving home. How's uh-huh. it gonna snow? Is it still gonna snow tomorrow? Is it really? Oh, I guess it's not anymore. It was supposed to. Oh, it's probably because I didn't. You know what? It's going to. And it's gonna be like three feet because I didn't get the right shear pin for my fucking snowblower. So you still didn't? No, because Toro doesn't like to. If anyone has a Toro snowblower and you know the number or like. What I need for a shear pin, let me know, cause. Did you ask they, they Eric do, from Texas? Yeah, they don't. They don't like disclose it like it's a magical secret. It's like, oh no no, you break it once, go buy another snowblower. <laughs> well, I guess you might as well now. Yeah, I got. Hopefully, I got like a good nine months before I need it again. Um. So, craft <clears throat> slash Nabisco Ritz. Crackers and cheese, handy snacks. It gets kind of confusing because one owns the other as a subsidiary of one, and they kind of rebrand it all over the place depending on who you're getting it from. In the end, it all belongs to Mandalay's International Incorporated. They really are like the supervillains of food. Hmm. Um, but, uh, me, I, I don't know why as a kid, like, I would think that, like, they tasted different, too. Because there was so many, like, different packaging. Um, like, my and my grandparents always got them. This was one of those things, that, and they would keep them in the fridge. Um, so my experience was the cheese was always much firmer than it was probably supposed to be. Mm. Uh, which led to cracking of crackers. We, uh, we, uh I, my best memory of them... Is they were in the last aisle of the grocery store, which was the dairy product aisle, and they were mm-hmm. in these tubs, and they were single serving, and you they were like three for a dollar or something like that, and they were separated by like the types they were, like the pretzel, the crackers, and the the breadsticks or whatever. Mm-hmm. And there was peanut. There used to be peanut butter ones too. Was yeah, that, that was for a short period. Of, I don't know why that just didn't last. I just, as long. It's like they knew the writing was on the wall. It's like, we are not going to be able to have these in school much longer. Yeah. I had this weird dream as a kid. And we were in the grocery store and there were these weird ones with blue gel in them. And I just, I would never, I'll never forget that dream. For some reason, it was these rank handy snacks and they had blue gel. And I, I could picture that dream right now. Maybe you were looking at 20 years, 30 years into the future. Yeah, what they became. They like. Yeah, brown fucking goo. 
I like how that was. Wow, that goes way back. We were still doing the show in your apartment. Yeah, that was that was on my table in the room, yeah. staring in each other's and eyes. And I'm lovingly. like, oh, if we find one of those, I'll eat one. You're like, no, you yeah, won't. Yeah, the next day I was like, hey, you remember when you said you would eat one of those from 30 years ago? I was like, this is what they look like. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I would die. Um, I think we know one guy that would eat it. I mean, he did drink sewer water out of a drain pipe under a bridge. Who is this? Steve-O. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't want him to. Um, I, I absolutely, these were, we didn't, my mom never really got these. I don't, she always was, like, on the lookout for gimmicks. Like, if it felt like a gimmick, she didn't want it. Like, there was, like, a catch. So oh, we loved like, gimmicks in our household. No, that's why I never had any of the fun stuff. Like, except, you know, for, you know the mobile command center, the general Ghostbuster firehouse, the Jurassic Park compound, and all the toys. That was cool. But when it came to snacks, it was very bare bones. Like, my... my, It's because my dad was in charge of the snacks. Mm. So, like, I grew up on nothing but a bag of cheese ends from behind the counter, (laughs) ring bologna that came wrapped in butcher paper, not that shit that you get in, like, the store. Like, you know, no. It's, like, some... Mennonite guy, you know, drove it there in his van. And then uh, pretzels that came in either a tin or most of the time, tin was only for like big events, like Holidays. Daytona's yeah. thing. We're getting pretzels <laughs> in a tin. No, this was our pretzels came in a big cardboard box. I thought they, they also came in like that garbage bag, that clear garbage bag. Well, yeah, the cart, well, that's the, the clear garbage bag with the twist tie on it came in the cardboard box. Mm. But then those cardboard boxes were actually high quality, so we would then use the cardboard boxes for storage in the garage. So you had all, all your stuff was uh, you'd go in the garage wearing your finest Marlboro gear and then get stuff out of the stored in the cardboard boxes or pretzel tins. It's whatever you could repurpose. Hey, speaking you know, of NASCAR, I got to ask you something. Sure. Jake and Trucker, those freaking hillbillies, were asking me about their cable box the other day on Monday. It yes. wasn't working because they wanted to watch some NASCAR where they put dirt down on the ground. Yeah, they were. It, 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 speaking of gimmicks, like it was cool for a, a second. I, I kind of watched it because I wanted to see the disaster because those cars aren't. Those cars are rocket ships. They're designed for each individual track on that that surface. What they did was, I think it was Bristol, they packed like uh, two feet of dirt on top of it. Why? And then because they used to back in the day race on dirt. You know, the Daytona 500 used to be on sand. It used to be on the beach. Really? So it's kind of like a yeah. So it used to, up until I think it was like 40 years ago was like the last dirt race. Richard Petty won the last one, but. And, but they would run, like, real cars, too. Now these things are designed to, like, you get a little bit of dust in them and they're going to die. Um, but, yeah, they were running on dirt, and you can, like, barely see anything. The cool thing was they were dri- – because on dirt you have to drift. Like, if you watch, like, Modifieds or anything like that, you know, the things with, like, big fins on the roof. <laughs> what are you talking to me about? I never watch any of this stuff at ever. All right. Um, but, like, they have to kick the – like, Tokyo Drift kind of shit, like, you know, uh, Fast and the Furious, like, you have to, like, on dirt, you can't just, there's no traction, so you basically have to kick your ass end out, and you slide through the turns. So that's kind of cool to watch. Well, then how do they keep, like, 
Is this just like an uh, uh, exhibition race? I don't know if it counted. I How's it fair to count that against enough. like road races? Well, that's the thing. Like, the, <laughs> There's one guy who was like kicking ass because he was still racing dirt up until like two years ago. Um, but yeah, like those cars aren't designed for it. It, it was, it was clearly a gimmick. Um, it was like the war games of, of racing. Yeah. Uh, uh Jake said it was like a gimmick for ratings, but I, just, yeah, I was like, I'm what? Sure They're racing on dirty. He's like, yeah, yeah. It's a bit, 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 bit dirt. <laughs> that's all I heard. Like, like if, if you want to watch it, watch real dirt track racing, that's actually kind of, I'd, I'd watch if I want to watch racing now. I'd watch like little dirt track racing over actual NASCAR anymore. That's so we used to produce that. I know Jay, uh, uh, yeah, Heater still does it for a sports scene. It's fun, it's messy. But speaking of repurposing, the big, the best thing to come out of these was other than also when you would before I jump too far ahead, your, your cheese spread. How did you did you go all out and like blow it all at once? Like did you glob it? No, all I up? I parceled it with the little red spreader throughout the four, and then I would lick the container with my tongue. Yes, yeah. I actually see. I don't like a whole lot of spread. A whole. No, neither did I. Just like an, an even amount on each I, cracker. Not even. I like a skim. I almost like it almost translucent. I like very little cheese spread on it. And then I will consume. You, you like uh, that because you like to keep the biggest amount for you to consume at once. And no, the... not even. I would actually even eat that ahead of time and then eat my crackers after. Ugh, you're a monster. I'm not going to lie. I liked my crackers. Those crackers are the worst, though. Ah, they were so good. I loved them. Hey, I'm the kind of guy that I'll get a sandwich at Arby's, speaking of being a masochist, and I will eat all the roast beef, like pick it all off, and then eat the bun separate. Ugh. Yeah, there's, you know, we, we all have our little ticks. You eat it all at once, try not to think of what you're eating. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's the only way you get through Arby's. You're just sitting there, it's made of people! Oh, God. Um, But it's, yeah, I, I would do a, a skim, just like a skim. It's coat. like two lesbians cooked it up and served it to you at the Whistle Stop Cafe. <laughs> Oh my God! Yeah, I was a bread. I've always been a breadstick fan. They don't even give you that fucking red stick anymore. Those cheap asses. Yeah, I guess so they're, they're trying to reduce the amount of plastic in the ocean to save the turtles. Yeah, but... well, if they're smart, look, give you a steel I one. Because people <laughs> Just recycle the steel, then every everyone would be buying. It'd be worth more. Than the actual pack, so you just buy mm. all those and then take that down and then get it scrapped, and you break even. Win-win for everybody. Yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, they they took they got rid of the red sticks, which really sucks because like it doesn't work the same as dipping a cracker in the cheese. Like, yeah, it, right. It's all about the spreading, and also now kids aren't gonna have little swords for their action figures anymore. Or like because two by I, fours I, for Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Exactly. Ho! Yeah, those little red sticks were right up there with the, like the little end tables from the pizza boxes. Yeah, yeah. I used them as spare two by fours for battle royales with 
nice. Hacksaw Jim Duggan. He came with the two by four, but I lost it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, of course. Um, I mean, what they could do is kind of like the Burns Omni net. What they do is just make a giant red stick and then use that to scoop up all the garbage out of the ocean and then spread it on a nice barge. And then what are they going to make? What's that? Slurry? They're going to make slurry with it? Uh, little, little Lisa. Little Lisa's slurry. Little Lisa's slurry. Good for what ails yeah. you. <laughs> it sweeps the ocean clean. But yes, I I love me my handy snacks, and uh, I wanted to. I stopped to get some on the way home. Unfortunately, our Wawa did not have any. They never have had them. So, no, I know, but I got something else while I was there too. But that's for my next pick. Okay, here is the thing: is I don't usually buy okay. those because I'm so health conscious. <laughs> what are you laughing at? My something popped in my head, completely not associated with what we were talking about. Gotcha. Okay, here's my next pick. Our first pick, I should say. So how do Kellogg's cinnamon mini buns come to pass? No lie. I'm driving along, hauling this load of dead cinnamon buns. When I whoa, I start shrinking, but don't know it till I make my delivery. Bummer. What do I do with these buns? Then I get this idea. Kellogg's Cinnamon Mini Buns. The cinnamon part of this complete breakfast. Mmm. Mega taste and crunchy mini buns. Cinnamon Mini Buns. Get it? True story. God, I was a total mark for this commercial when I was a kid. Oh, yeah. I thought that they were literally selling us a box of miniature cinnamon buns. I'm like, these are going to be the best cereal ever. I was like, I need to get these. I need to get these. And my mom actually bought them for me. And they, I did not like them. <laughs> the box was huge. They were big. And they cut your mouth worse than fucking Captain Crunch. So I dug up the Battle Creek, Michigan Enquirer from Wednesday, January 23rd, 1991. And they posted Kellogg's latest cereal, Cinnamon Mini Buns. Cinnamon Mini Buns, Kellogg Company's first new cereal of 1991, will hit store shelves in early February. We expect it to have a strong appeal among children who consume almost 40% of all ready-to-eat cereal, said Gary E. Costley, president of U.S. Food Products Division. Yeah, because it's all fucking sugar. The new cinnamon-flavored cereal made from corn and whole oats will offer a unique spiral shape and have the ability to stay crisp in milk and retail for about 3 bucks a box, according to Kellogg and national and the nation's number one cereal maker. We think the cereal has unique characteristics that will lead to a strong consumer acceptance in a competitive ready-to-eat cereal market, Costley said. The cereal contains no added fat, which was a thing that is, you're going to hear a lot tonight, <laughs> and provides 25% of U.S. recommended daily allowance for eight vitamins and minerals, Kellogg said. And then I found another article from the Chicago Tribune, January 4th, 1991. This is by George Lazarus. He says the following about cinnamon mini buns and Kellogg's in general. Cereal Kingpin Kellogg is about to hit supermarket shelves with a ready-to-eat goodie that resembles a cinnamon bun. Um, He goes on to say that for Kellogg, when it has seen chief rival General Mills chew off a few market share points of its leadership, leadership position, 
The new item with the distinctive spiral shape represents the second cinnamon cereal recently introduced by the Battle Creek, Michigan-based giant. Now, they put out, you might remember this. Um, it talks about what they put out. Okay, so Kellogg, which owns nearly 38% of the $7 billion, $7 billion rated eat cereal business last year, brought Jesus. out a four-grain flaked product, Big Mix, with cinnamon flavoring. Remember the mascot for Big Mix? It was like a, combina- a cartoon combination of every animal. I'm looking. If When I see it, I'll know. Big mix. Oh, yeah. Jeez, it's terrifying. Mm-hmm. That was... when Big Gritty showing up in that? <laughs> when Big Mix came out, this is what this article says, it was Kellogg's first pre-sweetened cereal in 15 years. That's crazy, right? 15, I'm so in 1990... It was since 1975 that they put out a new pre-sweetened cereal. Wow. As for the new cinnamon push, a Kellogg spokesman told the column Thursday, it's the flavor becoming more popular with youngsters. (laughs) Now, cinnamon mini buns was corn and oat based. So it had a better mouthfeel than just like a corn cereal, which is probably right now. Nowadays, there's a version that's like Cinnabon, but it's the same cereal. It's probably, I guarantee you, just corn, not oat and corn. Mm-hmm. That costs money. Yeah, and oat and corn is probably why it cut your mouth so bad, like uh, Captain Crunch, because that's exactly what Captain Crunch is. Mm. Uh, mini buns stay crisp in milk, which maybe it probably has got Clark Griswold's, because this is from Chicago. It's probably got Clark, <laughs> Clark Griswold's nutritive cereal varnish. <laughs> <laughs> Non-nutritive cereal varnish. Non-nutritive. No, no, it's got no nutrients in it. So Leo Burnett Company, Kellogg's longtime principal ad agency, has assigned has the assignment on mini buns. Uh, They made that commercial we just listened to, where the cinnamon mini bun driver shrinks down and wonders what to do with all these mini cinnamon buns. Is there any other time frame? Like, there's something about that late 80s to mid 90s if you you hear you don't like because i didn't even see it but i heard it you hear a commercial you know you can pinpoint a five-year span yeah exactly when that commercial it's got the dopey white guy hey guy i was driving a car and all of a sudden i shrank (laughs) never doing it justice (laughs) but what's funny is like it was like a big deal for a new cereal back then because they, they didn't come out. There was 200 cereal brands cramming retail shelves. Now there's 200 new different brands that come and go every year, I feel like. There's so many different cereals that come and go every year from the big three. And, and seasonal releases. and Seasonals, yeah. Well, I just saw on my story today, Cereal Life posted there's going to be a Monster Mash cereal this, this uh, uh, fall, which blends all not just all three Monster cereals, but fruity yummy mummy, bleh, fruity yummy mummy, and fruit brute, the two other uh, bastard fruit cereals, all five fruit cereals in one cereal called Monster Mash. Damn, that is brilliant. Yeah, I'm on so many levels. Just have, to call it Monster Mash. I know, because it is. It, it's like, oh, it's so perfect. Gotta have like oh, five. The commercial, the commercial. I'm looking forward to the commercials more than anything. Five fucking boxes of this cramming my. It's it's gonna be like a showpiece in my house when you come in. 
Alrighty. I don't know. Did you see my outtake picture? So I, I made a picture for the Pepsi's Peeps uh, contest. Even though I, I saw it. Even though we know people at Peeps, and I probably could just say, hey, could you get me these cans? But I just don't want to oh, have yeah. Instead of a $5 fucking gift card to, to where are they? Starbucks? Like, give me some of these Pepsi. It was, it was 15. I only got five. Oh, well, see, I made the goddamn show. So. Yeah, I got five just for telling you to make the show. <laughs> uh, no, so I entered, I put a picture in, um, and I got to showcase all my, well, not all of them, but a, a lot of my vintage Pepsi cans, which I mm-hmm. have a lot of. And uh, Who would have thought that, well, no, I would say who would have thought those would come in handy one day, but you clearly did. Yeah, oh, yeah, of course. Uh, and then, um, I posted an outtake, but in the outtake, you could see all my cereal boxes on top of the cabinets in the kitchen. Not all of them. You could see a portion of my cereal boxes on the cabinets. <laughs> I'm a monster. I'm worse Somewhere than... there's like a nutritionist just scrolling through and they see that. And it's like, it's a cry for help. I didn't drink or eat any of it. <laughs> I, I took like a bite off of the fucking peep of the the peep pop I was eating and I was like Ugh! I was like crusty when he was doing the commercial for crusty burger <laughs> I digress cinnamon mini buns I was a cereal that I was so excited to get and then really didn't enjoy it but squeezer let's move on start to your second pick <laughs> You don't just eat, you don't got rose. And that's finest. They're the one people that don't care. These they uh, love exporting their... Outback Steakhouse. Yeah. <laughs> just bastardizing their culture. And yeah. then you go there, everyone starts like throwing out all the catchphrases, and like, why are you talking to me like this? Now that's a knife! <laughs> and they pull out a bigger knife. Now that's a knife. Although, thanks to Bluey, my kid does have a pretty steady Australian accent now. So, hmm. But I did stop, and I, I'm opening them now. So, these aren't from 1991. These are from 2021. Well, Dunkaroos what are from... What the ni- hell? Yeah, so... Dunkaroos yeah, are from I 19- haven't had them yet since they came back. Dunkaroos are from 1990. Dunkaroos are from 1990, so... I know they're from 1990, but I didn't eat them till 91, so it counts. Remember, I'm the asshole here. Yeah. Uh, you... Did I have them, Squeezer? We did an unboxing of them, and I ate them over the summer on air. You were there with me in video. Really? Yes. Oh. I got the exclusives from 7-Eleven before they were in supermarkets or everywhere else. No, I got mine from a Wawa. Do you not remember? We did a taste test. We did 90 shows in 90 days. We did a lot. We did a lot. Now, I got pissed when I was pulling the... You did really good. Yeah, no, calm down on those, all right? A lot of sugar. 
I, they got to make worth the work on the vanilla are good. I'll give them that, but they got to make more. Like there used to be a chocolate cookie and a peanut butter frosting version. Mm-hmm. I want that. Now I have downstairs in my fridge, Dunkaroos uh, pre uncooked cookies that are probably stale by now. Cause I never made them. I'm probably going to throw them out. I have a box of Dunkaroos cereal. There's yo play go Dunkaroos. We don't fucking yeah. want all this goddamn spin-off shit. Make the different flavors of Dunkaroos, okay? Fuck. Is it that hard? So I can buy the one pack and never mm. eat the rest again? It's so coagulated. Mm. Mildly granular. Remember uh, when we first started doing a show, I bought a, a, a strip of Dunkaroos from Canada because they still sold them? Yes. I still have that strip on open. Really? <laughs> yeah. It's five years ago. I'm sure those are still good. They're still good. They're still good. Yeah. Well, you got to give thanks to Kim Kardashian, really, because that's probably what did it in, what brought him back. How did Kim Kardashian bring him back? She tweeted out, like, I love Dunkaroos. I miss them. And they're like, okay, we'll make them. Really? Oh, Pretty much, yeah. God, really? Yep. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. fuck. Yep. Well, that makes me feel bad about them coming back. Well, the fact that it's basically poison that we're giving to our children, that should make you feel bad. But then again, you know kids aren't eating this. Kids nowadays are they're eating kale and shit because that's you know what kids do now I guess hmm. it's grown ups it's adults it's <clears throat> late stage millennials that are going out so when I stop and I they were only gone coffee, for eight and years and in 2012 they were basically no one was eating them so they got rid of them I don't I don't know how they're going long they're going to stay along because no like I see them in shelves and they're not like the first runs were sold out. Now I they just look untouched. No one's buying them. It's like the Szechuan sauce. Like, yeah, no yeah, one wanted it. It, it. it came back with a nostalgia thing. But then and, you're like, uh, oh, this isn't good. I want barbecue. Yeah, yeah. Mm. These are good. They're all right. I'm, my eyes are rolling back in my head because I've never had this much sugar in a long time. We all love but, hearing you eat on on. The show too. It sounds great. Oh, me chewing on the. Oh, well, you know, it's all part of the experience, folks. Um, this is a 3D audio, uh, something or other. 4D. Um, it's the fourth dimension. Yes, squeezer chewing. <laughs> if you can use that and go back in time, or go forward in time by pushing that little skip button. Um, no, they're good. Um, and. Where was I going? Oh, yes. So, when I got these, I stopped. I got a coffee because apparently I, I drank an entire thermos of decaf and didn't realize it. So, I had to get real coffee on the way home. And I got a pack of Dunkaroos. And the lady behind the counter, she goes, oh, we do have those. I'm like, what? And she's like, someone came in just earlier asking if we had Dunkaroos. And I, I said, no. And I'm like, because I looked over by the candy section and the cookies and they didn't have them. I'm like, where are those? I'm like, they're underneath the cheese. It's like, oh, I feel so silly. You dumb bitch. So I and she's like, thank you so much. I'm like, you're very welcome. I saved the day right there. So that way, anyone that goes into the uh, Cedar Crest and Hamilton Wawa 
just know that they do have Dunkaroos. They're underneath the Cheez-Its. Yeah. And, and the Dunkaroos. nice lady at the register will help you because she knows where they are now, too. Meanwhile, as I'm buying them, I'm thinking the guy behind me is judging me. It's like, look at this guy just buying this junk. And then he goes, Grizzly Wintergreen. I'm like, all right, I'm good. Ah, that's a char, right? I'm a not, dip. Yeah. I'm not sure which is actually worse for you. I'm not going to lie. It's a sliding scale. Yeah. I'm seeing on their Wikipedia page, they introduced them to the Australian market in 2019. These poor bastards. That's probably what caused all the wildfires. <laughs> do do they have a can? Do they just get a? They got kangaroo. So what did we? Is it like their mascot, like a deer with a Jersey accent? He's probably like uh, a Pittsburgh accent. Hey, Yins, <laughs> try these Dunkaroosins. <laughs> They're good with a pop. <laughs> Pap. Let me see. Can I do this? Can I? Because the guy with the chew gave me an idea. Can I just take some Dunkaroo paste and I just tuck it in my... That dissolves right away. Give yourself a lipper. Yeah, I just got a lip full of Dunkaroo. What you got to do is you got you to gotta buy a bunch of packs of them and just like keep like caking the, the frosting together and to like, like, and, and like let it solidify. Like and then I, I keep adding to it with more frosting and frosting until it's like a giant ball and just make that a lipper. You know, you'll probably get diabetes after it, but. Are I they feel gonna... like I have it now. I'm flush. My face is hot right now. Your face is always hot. Hmm, thank you. Oh, but hey. It's only 95. It's only 4% of my sodium. It's only 95 milligrams. That's not bad. Yeah, get another pack at that point. Yeah, this can't be bad for you. No. Look at that. Seems healthy. Downright healthy. Look, it's got calcium and potassium. I mean, there's no numbers next to it, but it's in there. Oh, not a significant source of calcium. Okay. Uh, you first said calcium? Calcium. Uh, no cholesterol. Ah, I bet no tropical oils either. Uh, no trans fat. Uh, and it's only 20% of my daily saturated fat in a half a tablespoon of that thing. So, I'm doing fine. It's got, uh... You're doing better than fine. You're doing good, bud. Ooh, what what is Yellow Five Lake? Blue One Lake. Ooh, are they... I believe those are artificial colors. No, but with the... I've never seen, like... You've never seen the lake? No? No, it's the lake. I don't. I don't look at. Mm. See, I don't see the food I buy doesn't come with ingredients because I buy all natural. All right, on my next pick, I'm just gonna pot squeeze her down. <laughs> right, are you done eating uh, Dunkers on air for everybody? I am done eating on air for everyone, and I'm. You know what? I'm good. See, that's the thing. Like, the, you're you're right. I ate a pack of Dunkaroos. I'm good for another thirty years. Um, and then I'll forget you did that like you forgot me and then in like six months I'll I'll get a pack of Dunkers and eat them for everybody like my eyes are spinning right now I, I feel like Millhouse after no you're like Mil- a- you're like Millhouse and uh, Bart after the ultimate squishy all syrup yeah, squishy yeah that, that's where I'm at right now like, <laughs> you're gonna sign up for the fucking googly. Boy Scouts <laughs> not realizing you are you're, 
You're gonna be a not again. Ernest Born Nine is gonna take you on a <laughs> a river trip, river raft trip. Uh, dream come true. Water, water everywhere. So let's all have a drink. <laughs> Stop using my water to wash your socks. <laughs> Sugar, da 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 da. Oh, honey, honey. All right, enough of Simpsons. Here is my next pick. Hey, Michael, you like lean beef? Oh, okay, okay. How about fresh lettuce and tomato? I'll take that as a yes. All the trimmings? All right. Let's say we put it all on a toasted sesame seed bun. McDonald's calls it the new McLean Deluxe, Michael. It's 91% fat-free, 100% delicious. Say, Michael, can we get you one? Ha-ha, <laughs> two it is. McDonald's new McLean Deluxe, the official sandwich of the NBA. Ah, uh, the McLean Deluxe. What caused my mom to say it was okay for us to go to McDonald's for like, I don't know, at least once a week for like two or three weeks. So you would get the McLean Deluxe. Now, I found this article from our local paper in the morning call, Diane Stonebeck, the home and food editor. That's how that was used to be a position out there. Uh, March 6th, 1991, AM Magazine had this article about the McLean Deluxe. Oh, you had all, yeah, you had all different editors and like job postings. Like you had specialists. Yeah, you had a, the building was huge. You had a team. Now it's like five people. Yeah. Uh, so the McLean Deluxe was actually tested in the Lancaster, York, Harrisburg area at one of its test markets. Um, it became really popular there and they couldn't figure out why, because as this article says, they eat Scrapple. (laughs) (laughs) Why are they eating this lean hamburger? Which... So they have a fat content guide here, and this is fat content of McDonald's sandwiches in 1991. A regular hamburger has 9.5 grams of fat. This McLean Deluxe has 10.15 grams of fat. Cheeseburger, 13.8. Quarter pounder, 20.7. Filet of fish, 26.1. McChicken, yeah. McChicken, 28.6. Quarter pounder with cheese, 29.2. Big Mac, 32.4, and the McDLT, 36.8 grams of fat. Well, you know what? There are healthy fats out there. You can't just judge a book by its cover. This was back before they knew that. Remember snack wells when people thought they could eat a whole box of cookies because there was no fat in them? Oh, yeah. They didn't realize that sugar was what was killing us? So here's the thing that's weird about this this McLean Deluxe, though. So the, they say in this article, the key to the palatable, palatable, <laughs> low-fat hamburger patties is carrageenan. Carrageenan. It's C-A-R-R-A-G-E-E-N-A-N. It's a C- Why do I have a feeling that's going to come with the same warning that my lawnmower comes with in California? Right. A seaweed-based additive that binds the burger. Ugh. And the water and the water that replaces the fat. Although carrageenan might sound foreign, it isn't. It's already in many other foods, particularly in, particularly in low-fat ice cream alternatives and salad dressings. So it's touted as a 91% fat-free and 100% delicious. And, of course, 
they managed to get Michael Jordan to endorse this by having a uh, a voiceover guy talk to Michael and respond to things he did in pre pre taped stuff of basketball games on the court. Yeah, so not even without even seeing the commercial, just hearing it, I knew exactly what they were doing. Right, so it's the official sandwich of the NBA. <sighs> so here's the part that's funny. Um, consumers who are serious about making a significant reduction in their fat intake should buy a McLean Deluxe and a side salad with low-fat dressing. Of course, the article goes on to read, consumers in the test market areas have made some typical trade-offs too. They've rationalized that if they eat the leaner burger, they can still order the french fries. It's the same kind of strategy a person uses when skimping on the day's meals. There's clout on the day's meals. There's caloric room for a rich after dessert dinner. Hmm. A lot of trade-offs were happening, like ordering a large fry and an apple pie along with the McLean Deluxe. That isn't a good idea for consumers who are are serious about reducing their total fat intake, according to Jane Hurley, nutritionist and consumer advocate for the Center of Sciences and the public. Well, I mean, you really, if you're that concerned, you should just eat a salad. Right, you shouldn't go for the McLean Deluxe, but I guess they're giving uh, people options. Yeah, so I guess in in that case, like in, they're saying, like go for the French fries. I'm like, I, that's I'm going no. for that anyway. Sorry, not don't go for the French fries. No, no, no. I but they are, and I'm going to. Right, but you don't go to McDonald's case, for health food. No, but if I'm gonna get the McLean Deluxe, I'm gonna get the fries anyway. But instead of just getting one burger. On the dollar menu as a side, I can get two burgers from the dollar menu for a side. Hmm. So, because you got to have a pocket burger for the way you know the walk back. Okay. They said if you taste test the unadorned McLean Deluxe burger and a bare quarter pounder, you'll probably have trouble telling them apart. So I guess that means good things for. Um. If that were true, wouldn't they still be around? I don't know. This article makes it seem like it did well, but this is like pre... And there was a lot of commercials. I definitely remember my mom getting the McLean Deluxe and liking it. That's why we kept going back. Uh, And my mom didn't get the fries. She got Diet Coke. Oh. But we would get... And there was like... There was a time when... um, they were selling like Coke floats, and you, and there was one of those old. You'd get one of those old school Coke cups with it at McDonald's, mm-hmm. and they'd have Diet Coke floats. So that was a thing we were able to do once or twice. But my mom was very like rarely on to getting us junk food. When we you know had she could make horrible dry burgers at home. Yeah. Oh, just oh yeah. Oh, you gotta make sure they're done. Yeah. And uh, I'm just never a burger guy to begin with. You know me. I don't. I'm not. Uh, I'm, I, I get chicken yeah. nuggets if I have to eat McDonald's. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll get those too. <laughs> what of every animal, please? <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not. I'm not one for the fish deluxe. <laughs> I just filet fish. Uh, what animal does salad come from? Depends on what type of E. coli is found in the lettuce. <laughs> yeah, there's probably more in protein, actual protein on that salad from all the maggots crawling on it than... Oh, uh, boy. Actual burger. 
Ah, but yes, the McLean Deluxe. It was able to get my mom to take us to McDonald's a few times. And, you know, it's 1991 there. Uh, is that, uh, is that the, what the hell is the Burger King one? Is that still going strong? What, Burger King one? The, uh, what's the current one? The one that Brad was eating. The, oh, the Beyond Burger. The bean one. That's not he- that's Is that not, still a thing? Yeah, but that's not touted as healthy. That's just meatless squeezer. In fact, yeah, it's, it's meatless. In yeah, fact, it's, it's worse for you than a regular it is burger. Worse, yeah. yeah. This is meatless. Nah. All right. Here is Squeezer's third pick. What do we want? More equitable treatment in the hands of management. When do we want it? Soon. Where's my burrito? Where's my burrito? Where's my burrito? Oh! Then I got this car sneaking under the door of a pay toilet. <laughs> oh, I'm glad you set me up previously when you said enough Simpsons. Like, ah. Where's my burrito? So, strangely, I was actually looking for the video of this. Could you think this would be news? And a local news station would have this posted online. They don't. So I'm like, all right, well, I know there are a number of Simpsons burritos clips. I could have also gone with, can God uh, microwave a burrito so hot that even he himself cannot eat it? Um, But I decided to go with, where's my burrito instead? But um, yes, in 1991, uh, it was actually uh, in Phoenix or outside of Phoenix, Arizona. It was the first ever world record uh, for a burrito hmm. of massive scale. Uh, a 432 foot burrito uh, was created um, to set a Guinness World Record. Previously, there no one before that had thought, you know what, I'm going to make the world's, world's largest burrito. Okay. But uh, Hector Placencia, Placencia. We'll call him Hector. Hector Old Hect. did. We'll call him Hect. Hect P. And so they got some people together at a restaurant. And they the staff got together. There was like six people at the restaurant. And they got 900 tortillas, 200 pounds of ground beef, 75 pounds of cheese, 60, 60 pounds of lettuce, 66 pounds of potatoes, carrots, and onions. I don't know what you're doing potatoes in there, but whatever. Um, Carrots and a burrito? And then, what's that? Carrots and a burrito? I don't know. It, this is, it's Arizona. They're weird down there. Uh, yeah, I don't know why that, I didn't catch that either. But yeah, potatoes and carrots. Maybe they're just going for weight. I don't know. Was this a pot pie? Oh, <laughs> it's like a pot pie. They made the world's longest pot pie. Um, and then, uh, wrapping them together, rolling like stretching them out, and then rolling it all together, they came up with a 432 foot long burrito uh, to set the world record at the time. Uh, and then they they sold it. You could actually buy a piece to eat. Um, and then they that money went to charity. But so the best part is like we we pay taxes, right? But they had to have people like taxpayer dollars went towards this because they had to have people from the state department of Arizona from the weights and measures division come in to actually certify it 
So they actually had to have government officials come in and monitor them building this burrito. Hmm. But the health department was also there and like, look, this thing is like almost 500 feet long. We're only going to allow you to sell the last 100 feet to people to eat because the previous 400 feet is probably going to be no good anymore. So it actually spoiled. The beginning of the burrito spoiled by the time they finished making it that you could then eat it. Oh, really? Yeah. How long yeah. did it take to make? Uh, a couple hours. They said it took a number of hours. And they, you shouldn't leave anything out for more than like two hours before it starts going bad. I mean, me, I've been like... What? Oh, I thought it's me, eight hours. What's that? I thought it's eight hours. I don't know. I, I just chickens like two. Mm. Um, but anyway, so... But that was June of 91. Uh, it was only... Um, <laughs> Was it uh, June, July, uh, like three months later, four months later, again, 1991, the year of the burrito, they break, the record gets broken again. A fraternity in California makes a 500 foot burrito, actually, so surpassing that by 68 feet. Uh, and they got together and did this for um, for charity for the American Cancer Society. So it's... Because if you eat a 500-foot burrito, you're probably going to get cancer. So it's a good thing to probably you know, raise some money for that. Now, that record stood for a while. And then people were like, oh, we got to make big burritos. And it became a thing. There was another one uh, in California again uh, in like 97. Uh, they made a 4,000-pound a burrito uh, that was 3,000 over 3,000 feet long. And it actually like made like a giant circle. Like the massive thing. Hmm. Now, here's the thing with these burritos. They're all made from um, individual tortillas that they then place together and roll up. So it's kind of like a really long burrito, but it's not like one like tortilla, right? Right. Enter, enter Mexico. Mexico's like, hold my cerveza. <laughs> and... They go and like we're gonna do this right and down the Baja and it, it the record still stands 2010. They made they set two world records: the world's largest tortilla and the world's largest burrito. So they retrofitted a machine that makes like the burrito and like roasts it, toasts it or whatever, and with a conveyor system, and they made this massive thing that can roll out a a tortilla shell that was uh how long was it? 2.4 kilometers so like what what is that like a mile and three three quarters or something i don't know i don't something know like metric that. shit yeah some weird metric -y. let's just say two miles long basically they rolled out a two mile long tortilla and then proceeded to make a proper uh burrito with that single tortilla so it's like two and a half kilometers long which is, from what I understand, uh, like a 5K run, it's like half that, you know? So uh, whatever it takes you to run a 5K, get halfway and go, holy shit, that was a burrito I just 5K ran. 5K is 3.1 miles. Okay, so, so that's... 1.6? something? Point half of one miles. Mm, that's a lot of burrito. Right. Yeah. Um, 
One and a half. Yeah. All right. So it's yeah, a little over a mile and some. I don't know. Uh, anyway, so yeah, two point four kilometers long. Weighed over two tons, and it was made. A, it was a proper tortilla or a proper burrito for the region. They used a. Uh, it was a fish, onion, chilies, and refried beans. Ugh. Like that's how they. Yeah. Yeah. Now that I guarantee you. Spoiled. The, that, that is spoiled, and that's not something I'm gonna mess with. Mm-hmm. Mexican fish, at, at the at the one and a half mile mark, I'm not eating Mexican fish from a mile and a half down the road. I'm sorry. No. Uh, it took nine hours, uh, nine hours just to make the tortilla, um, tortilla. which this whole thing made me very hungry, and I kind of want a burrito. But it all started in 1991. See, I picked something from 1991. Was the beginning the, the 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 beginning of possibly the greatest chase other than how many tennis balls you could fit in a dog's mouth? Um, the Guinness World Record for a burrito began in 1991. Hmm. Well, I'll be damn. All right, we should move on to my next pick, Squeezer. Oh yeah, here it is. Purple. So I'm talking about Purple Saurus Rex. Now there was a handful of flavors that came out from Kool Aid that were had various characters, and they were uh, like '90s, like late '80s, early '90s. They re- came out and so they weren't all at all, all at once. It was the Great Blue Dini, uh, which changed from green to blue or blue to green as you mixed in the water to the powder. There was Rockadile Red, there was Sharkleberry Finn, there was Pink Swamingo, and there was Purplesaurus Rex. Purplesaurus Rex being the most popular and my favorite of the um, group. But I found this in uh, the Post Crescent Appleton Nina Menasha, Wisconsin newspaper. Um just in time for the 4th of July, Kool-Aid is introduced. And this is uh, in Ju- June of 91, June 24th, 91. Uh, Kool-Aid is introduced. Cherry Cracker it combin- it combines a fruit flavor with a special carbonation agent that makes a soft drink mix pop and sizzle when mixed with water in a dry pitcher. The popping and sizzling continues for at least two minutes and it increases intensity as the beverage is stirred. The familiar pitcher-faced Kool-Aid man appears with Uncle Sam on the package. With two astride, a bright red firecracker blazing a brilliant trail over the Statue of Liberty and exploding fireworks. In home testing with mothers of children aged 6 to 12, the new flavor scored even higher than Purplesaurus Rex flavor of Kool-Aid, which is one of the most successful brand's newest flavors. Successful of the brand's newest flavors. So Purplesaurus Rex was grape and lemonade combined, and it's delicious. You can still find it in the retro jammers packaging, the grocery store squeezer. Did I lose you? No, I'm here. Oh. 
I didn't hear you. And I remember we would, my mom would buy it most in juice boxes. This is prior to Kool-Aid bursts. Uh, when we were down in Florida, speaking of Florida at my grandparents, she would buy Rockadile Red Kool-Aid Bursts. That was what we drank down there. That was like our big Ooh. drink down there. But like we had the Purple Source Rex in juice boxes. I remember drinking that shit out of this in juice boxes. I loved Purple Source Rex. Was not healthy probably, uh, but there was less sugar in it than soda. So I guess that's the best our parents could do back in the day. We were, I, I honestly, my, oh, fuck. we were always the, the little powder packs. Like I never, I don't think I ever had like, rarely it was a treat if I had it Kool-Aid in a juice box. Really? Yeah. No, my mom would, it was very much a buy the, uh, the little packets and mix your own at home Huh. in the pitcher. Yeah. I, uh, that's like, not... we would still get like ecto cooler and high C and stuff, but for some reason she never went with the, uh, Kool-Aid brand juice boxes. Oh, we always, so we had, we had high C and the juice boxes were like square. They weren't, mm-hmm. they weren't yep. the typical rectangles. Uh, not high C, that was fruit, Hawaiian, uh, punch, Hawaiian, Hawaiian punch. Hawaiian punch. Yeah. Uh, hi, we had high C of course. And we had sunny D. We drank the shit out of some sunny D. But we had t- – Kool-Aid was always a mainstay. We even had fucking uh, Squeeze-Its and wild, uh, the um, Mondo Mondos and all that. Oh, we had all that yeah. shit. Yeah. No, we didn't – those were – we would only get those at the end of a baseball game in the cooler afterwards for, like, snack time. No, at, at home, everything came in pitchers. The only thing that came in a container like that was a Juicy Juice can. Hmm. We, yeah, my that mom was, used to buy high C in cans that you need the can opener to crack the top and the like the small part and the the big yep. the big triangle and yeah, the little and then triangle. You got you got to vent it in the back, do the yeah, little triangle. Yeah, the little yeah. triangle. That's how I used to open beer cans back in the day, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that that like we always juice boxes were and uh, sips and sips iced tea and some other iced tea brand. Um, but yes, uh, purple Saurus Rex. I don't know where my train of thought is, is completely lost, but yeah, purple Saurus Rex, uh, Kool-Aid juice boxes. And, and they still have it now. I really wish they'd come out with a, um, the Kool-Aid drops for water of, of all the weird characters. I think those would sell really well. But um, I would be I would have just a crate of Sharkleberry Thin. Just that that's your that's your your go to Sharkleberry. That's my jam. Thin. What is that? Yeah. That's strawberry, right? It's like a yeah, and well, I think yeah, you already. It's like a strawberry watermelon. Yeah, I think that's exactly what it is. Which I have. I I mean, I guess that's what I drink. Like I get the strawberry watermelon, strawberry flavors. Well, so. Someone when I first talk about talked about this on the show, they said, "Hey." Get the Kool-Aid grape and buy Country Time Lemonade drops and do like two of each. And it tastes just like, but it's not the same as having the, uh, our Twitter. You want the packaging. Yeah. Well, I do. Um, I don't know if you guys know, 
But five years ago, almost six years ago, when I started the Rad Years Twitter, I made our avatar uh, Purple Saurus Rex Kool-Aid. And that is a package I have. That isn't stolen off the internet. That is a picture of a package I have right in front of me. Uh, that's fucking from 1991, people. And that has been our avatar with all our cool logos. We've had the main logo, the um, popsicle logo, the the lunch, the, the I'm sorry, Halloween pail logo squeezer. And I've always kept our avatar on Instagram, the Purple Source Rex Kool Aid, just because that's how we started. Yep, keeps us grounded, you know. Yeah. Don't want to get too big for our britches. Sure. <laughs> sure. Uh, moving on, Mr. Squeezer. What mm. this is this is probably what made you a little too big for your britches. As <laughs> <laughs> a kid. Kid Cuisine presents BJ and the Chef. Mom, there's nothing to eat. Let's go. Time for Kid Cuisine. How about a Kid Cuisine dinner? Chicken nuggets. Just for you. That's it? Yeah. Didn't Last time you talked about these, didn't we have a debate over how they could put a polar bear and a penguin together because the polar bear would eat the penguin? Yeah. I, I was and thinking, Arctic versus yeah. Antarctic well, animals? Well, it's one, yeah, one, it's like the polar bear would eat the penguin, but two, they would act actually never come across each other because penguins are in the South Pole and polar bears are on the North Pole. Right. They're in two completely different hemispheres. Mm-hmm. Unless you want to be cruel and just lock them in a cage together. Yeah, I think we played that all out. Yeah. Uh, I thought about that. Yeah. There's uh, I, I couldn't, I couldn't get away from not picking kids cuisine. I believe cause... you picked them as the Halloween ones. I think last time. Uh, did I? Halloween junk food. Hmm. I think that's how you did it. I'm trying to remember how, yeah, where it came in, but this, this was like a pivotal role in the happiness of young squeezer when this was the epitome of a treat. So like when I say like my mom didn't go for the gimmicks, this was the gimmick of all. Gimmicks. Oh yeah. It was, that was, that was us too. Yeah. Like there was the idea of a fro- frozen food. Other, other, I'm sorry. Frozen microwavable food. TV dinners. Like can we make call them TV dinners. Yes. TV yes. dinners. Perfect. Yeah, that that did not fly in our house. No, it was either. never a, a thing. Like it was a real treat to get one of these, uh, and I, I loved every second of it. Now, at the same time, like we would have like you know bags and bags of fish sticks and you know frozen pierogies and whatever in the fridge, and just just because you're not cooking it in the microwave. Granted, there's probably a shit ton more preservatives and salt in this than a bag full of fish sticks, but regardless um you you felt i i I don't i don't know what the the feeling was other than the heartburn that came with it and and chipping a tooth on that brownie um depending on how it cooked it could cook perfectly sometimes it did sometimes it it turned into a rock i've never had it where it was nice and soft every time it was complete rock um it may be like you know you got to read your uh, wattage on your microwave and I'm guessing mine might have been a little stronger uh, but I just followed the instructions 
but you, you it just it was so cool to get one of these and you were you were so excited and it was never like with dinner like that was the time where like you would eat like alone like i i it was never like we never had like sit down like tv dinner like my dad wasn't going to eat it my mom was even then when she wasn't like a health nut she's like this is so bad for you you can't have one of these but i was and, and my sister though she loved just salisbury steak so it's another thing, like the frozen, uh, like that's like all sulfurs. Oh, oh, the it's all salt. Um, I never liked. I still don't. I, I cannot eat that Salisbury steak. It grosses me out to no end. I can't eat those at all. But you put a kids' cuisine in front of me, uh, I could I could go for one right now, and they're still going strong. Oh yeah, they're still around, and and they license out the wazoo. Uh, no matter like it's it's frozen SpongeBob everything, if if kids like it they will slap it on there. Um, BJ and uh, the chef are no longer with us. We have KC now, which is another penguin. Which do you know what KC stands for? Kids cuisine. Yeah. Sorry. Try very hard. <laughs> I I guess they were catching on that kids started you know maybe they're figuring out what BJ was and it's like hey I need my BJ meal I don't know I had nothing to go with there <laughs> um did you have did but so like this wasn't like a regular thing for you either no but we we did get them but they were but treats if you did but let me guess it was chicken nuggets uh pr- or the pizza square yeah that was good too yeah, I would always end up going with the chicken nuggets. At, at that point, like, I, I, I think... It, it's weird, though, because we did go to, like, like... Like, you would think, like, for a treat, like, going to McDonald's would be, like, the rare treat. But I would say I eat fast food out more than... Oh, for sure. Having, like, a frozen meal. Cause like our, a TV our, dinner. The only reason our parents took us for fast food is so they didn't have to do anything. True. Making these frozen dinners, they had to do something. <laughs> yeah, I also think that by the time, like, like we're at the grocery store buying food to make dinner, I'm not getting you this on top. I bought you food. I'm not going to get this as well. That's part of it. And also, you hit, the, hit up the frozen aisle last. So at that point, the cart's already full. It's like, no, you have all this. Like, you have broccoli. And you have these potatoes, which, I mean, I was excited about that. And you have 37 boxes of Kraft macaroni and cheese. So right there, you know, like, I got my Kraft. But, yeah, the Kids Cuisine was, it was a rare, rare treat for us. Um, hey, make it course, so. Sorry. What's that? I just looked at the chat. Make it so. Said, hey, RK and Squeezer, first time, long time. What up? Thanks for being here live with us. Squeezer's talking about yeah. eating fish, frozen fish sticks. Um, oh God, I assumed I you go. always I got go for some fish sticks. Right? I, I assumed you always got the fish stick version of the kids' cuisine, so you could pretend you were the uh, bear eating the penguin, <laughs> eating the eating the penguin. Yeah. Um. No, but I would eat around the uh, the vegetable. That they would give yeah, you, was which corn. was mostly corn yeah, anyway. It's yeah, it usually corn. just corn. Yeah. So it's basically it was basically an entire tray full of corn. 
in one form or another. In some ways, yeah. The tray is even made of recycled corn now. Probably. Perhaps. Actually, there might be more nutritional value in the tray than the actual uh, food uh, on the tray. But, yeah, that that was... I And I know, yeah, kids' cuisine, you can say they came out in 1990, but, you know, I was misled. I was set up. and uh, But it was in 1991. We wouldn't have gotten a kids' cuisine in 1990, but 1991 I would have. See? Semantics. Semantics. All right, we are on the the back end of this. Uh, ready for my fourth pick, Mr. Squeezer? Oh, yes. Here it is. A hero's in a half show, we're making a surprise. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Pie. Fresh from the sewers to you. Their minds are delicious, you know that's true. Because they're filled with mutagen goo. That's vanilla pudding goo. They're the tastiest, flakiest, greatest crust. Even better than our pizza. And it's green. Like us. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Pie. Fresh from the sewers to you. Radically sweet. You can't beat me. And a free turtle sticker inside, that's me. New from Boston. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Pie. Fresh from the sewers to you. Oh, God, I remember Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Pies. I remember buying from the Texaco beyond my house and thinking I wouldn't like them, but fucking loving them so much. They were so good. And I, so I was digging up research. I figured out why I liked them so much. Now, I've talked about these before. I told you the stories before. I figured I'd give, try and find some other angle. So I've dug up the Newark Advocate from Newark, Ohio, and they have... This uh, advice column from Bonnie T. LeBlanc and Carolyn Wyman, where they talk about what's new on grocery shelves. Uh, And their headline is Hostess Brings Back Vanilla Pudding and Ninja Turtle Pies. And uh, they go on to say, uh, Hostess Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Pies, 69 cents for a five ounce package containing one pie. Bonnie Co's, about four years ago, Hostess wisely discontinued the production of its vanilla pies. These pies were filled with vanilla pudding and deep fried in blends of fat, including some beef fat. Now, when I remake these on our YouTube channel, I I know to use beef tallow to fry these bastards. Oh, squeeze your potted down. I'm sorry. Uh, I was was chuckling. Just recently, however, these pies have been reincarnated as part of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle craze. The pies are still filled with vanilla pudding and still somehow fried in beef fat. Only now they're only iced. Now they're also iced with turtle green icing. The icing is artificially flavored and colored, including colors yellow number five and six. One pie provides 470 calories with 17 grams of fat uh, and 400 milligrams of sodium. Even for growing young ninja fans, that's a lot of calories and fat for a snack. In fact, it's about 100 calories more per pie than Hostess fruit pies, which are also fried. I obviously think Hostess should have kept the vanilla pies in the archives. Now, Carolyn goes on to say, The idea of eating a pie filled with vanilla pudding will not seem strange to anyone who's ever enjoyed Italian pastry or chocolate cream pie. The green tinge frosting on top of it is another story. It was intended to conjure up images of mutant turtles, but reminded me mainly of mold. The kids apparently have bought the Ninja <laughs> Connection, for these pies have been so successful that Hostess has kept them in production several months longer than originally planned. See, this is June of 1991. They were introduced in the beginning of 91. 
So if this pie sounds good to you, better hurry up to your down to your store and buy one soon. I also read an article. I don't have it saved, but they're like, why would anyone buy something that's as fresh from the sewers to you? <laughs> In the commercial, that was a review of it. Here's one: mundane matters. And this is from the Reno Gazette Journal in Reno, Nevada, from March 1991, March 13th. After press duck, you have been following me, haven't you? Every Everything seems mundane, but to catch up on some new products, starting with the new inelegant of all, host the newest inelegant of all, Hostess Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Pies. Green frosted shells filled with vanilla pudding, synonymous with fun and kid appeal? If you say so, I can't imagine... So what's next? Turkey bacon from Lewis Rich, the product which has been down. Oh, I guess he just goes on to not really be fun. <laughs> but no, you just took the wind out of my sails. Yeah. <laughs> but I read an article er- earlier. Oh, here it is. With this is from the Modesto B from Modesto, California, uh, March twenty first, nineteen ninety one. With number number, worst new product idea: Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle pudding pies. We're not kidding. They 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 make them and kids are eating them. Not only are they bright green, shiny, and vaguely turtle looking, their slogan is "Fresh from the sewer to you." Mmm. <laughs> but fuck, I can remember them. Now, obviously, it was thirty years ago I ate these, so I was mm-hmm. fucking eight years old. But goddamn, I remember. And I didn't think I would like them. And then I took a bite into it, and I was like, this is the greatest thing I've ever eaten in my life. Like, I liked it that much. Ugh. It was so good. And yes, because the show was deep fried and beef fat. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm learning why I liked it so much. Yeah. Of course I would. Ah, uh, Not very vegan, I suppose. Oh, no. I'm uh, I, I I'm I'm an outlier on this. Like, and this is where like where you land on like candy. Like, I like the idea of it. I'm glad it exists. Yeah, I, not, I love I love the packaging. Yeah, but I love oh, the fact okay. that it's a uh, uh, yeah. Uh, all right, but I, that's now. Now, I'm, are you talking now or when you were a kid? Now both, I like the both. idea of it. I didn't. Both. I don't eat candy. But back then, I ate. I would have ate the shit out of all these cereals and candy. I didn't. Well, see, I don't like like same way, way. I don't like a Boston cream donut. I don't like cream filling. It. Oh, I do. This was pudding. Though, vanilla pudding. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't. Yeah, so I know. Good. I didn't even like. I don't even like regular pudding. I do. It's a texture thing, and nothing is worse than that the exploding pudding feeling in your mouth. Oh, yeah. um, bursting! No, that's... white pudding all over your mouth. Yeah, I knew it. <laughs> it was when uh, in Van Wilder <laughs> the fucking eclair scene. Yeah. Ugh. Did you like pudding pops? Although I do with like the a Jello. Did you like pudding pops? Oh yeah. I did like pudding pops because that's a solid. It's a firm. Mm, yeah, they were good. Yeah, yeah, they were. Oh, they were really good. Yeah, but but no, the the gooiness inside. Like, same. I didn't like gushers. I, I don't I like. like I don't like a either. gooey surprise on the inside. Ah, <laughs> oh, you're so masculine, squeezer. Uh, I don't know what the. If you could just give me just a shell, oh, I I would eat that beef tallow. <laughs> fried dough all day long it's delicious all right let's go on your last pick mr squeezer here we go all right they live in the dark radical dude and 
when it's time to eat. New Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles pasta from Chef Boyardee. Delicious pasta shaped like Leonardo, Donatello, Raphael, and Michelangelo. Turtle power! Kids, I told you, you can only have your turtles in the kitchen. New Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles pasta. Why, thank goodness for Chef Boyardee. Is that supposed to be a turtle at the end? I think it's supposed to be Michelangelo. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, the uh, Chef Bardee, uh Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, let's just call them what we all call them, Spaghettios. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's Chef Boyardee, but you still call them Spaghettios. It's okay. Like clean, it's the Kleenex of the yeah. brand. You can't Google this without finding Dino Drax. Uh, my, Matt from Dinosaur Dracula, he posted on Twitter one day, and I like to say I'm one of the likes that made this happen. He said if this gets liked or retweeted or whatever on Twitter or a certain amount, he'll open it. And it got he there, did. and he did. And it was disgusting. It, it puts the um, the handy snack to shame. The power of tomato, man. The acid Oof. in the tomato. It, it looks like the Devil's Tower mm. when it comes out of the can. Like that's, it looks like a monument. Oh, that's so terrifying looking. Um, but as a kid, you love these, and I, I love the fact that they tried to differentiate the um, the pasta shapes. Same thing like now. Like now, we'll still get like uh, like My Little Pony and frozen macaroni and cheese. You can't tell what the hell the shapes are, mm-hmm. but it's on the box. So that's all that matters. And the fact is, on the can, the best part is on the can. They actually break down the shapes and they show you. Like Donatello looks like he's got like a hunchback. He's like Donatello looks like he's got a backpack and he's leaving. Like he's walking out the door. Michelangelo looks like he's like got a backpack on and he's like sneaking, like slowly getting there. Leonardo's doing like some weird yoga pose, and Raphael is like tightrope walking. That's how you can tell them all apart. Huh. I think it was more because um, parents would buy it because they knew their kid would eat it because it's turtles. Same reason why you yeah. buy the My Little Pony and the Frozen or whatever the fuck shapes. Even though they actually prefer the extra cheesy now. I'm quite proud of them. <laughs> Just uh, like daddy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I had I bought two blocks of cheese. Um, to make my little jalap- stuffed jalapenos, and I got some pepper jack, and I got uh, some Colby jack. The uh, Colby's gone. They ate it. They devoured a pound of cheese like that. So now the only thing I can buy, I have to only buy pepper jack, because it's the only cheese that they won't eat, because they don't like it. For now. God damn. Yeah, they, they ate a pound of cheese in like three days. They're their they're um, father's daughter's. Yeah, which I mean, I they'll. If only it was a bag of cheese ends, that would have made Grandpa proud. (laughs) That's not a bad idea. I should just do that. Yeah, why are you wasting your money on blocks of cheese? You could be buying cheese ends. Yeah, they don't know the difference. No. Um. Anyway, it came. You had it either, either just uh, uh, noodles and sauce and cheese sauce, like where it was kind of cheesy, but you never. No, it was just noodles and pasta sauce. Or their version of pasta sauce because it was so sugary. 
Um, or you can get the meatballs one. That was the purple can. The, your standard was the white can, and uh, meatballs came in the purple can. Mm. I honestly preferred the regular. I didn't... Same thing, like, I don't like frozen meatballs. Like, if I want a meatball, I want a fresh meatball. Like, I don't, I didn't like the actual little meatballs that, that came in it. I don't know why. It was a texture thing. A little too spongy. Uh, but me, I would love me some turtles, and I, I would eat, I would devour an entire can. Uh, I would eat that all up. Uh, and these were, this was a, I, you know what? This wasn't even a special treat. This was one of those standard, like, my mom would actually buy the turtle stuff. Like, it wasn't just SpaghettiOs. It wasn't store brand. She would splurge. and They and were no more expensive the than the other kind. So at that point, if you, she knows you're going to eat them, just, you know. Yeah, because was store brand as big back then as it is now? No. Especially when it came to things like SpaghettiOs. Like, now store brand has their equivalent of absolutely everything. Right. Well, Wegmans brand, I know. And I'm not going to. I'm a fan of the Wegmans brand. Yeah, Wegmans brand's usually better than everything else, though. Yeah, and cheaper. Like, Wegmans brand, even like, ooh, you shop at Wegmans. Like, Wegmans brand is actually cheaper than the giant brand. It sure as hell cheaper than the Weiss brand. Yeah, right. And I don't walk in, I don't go to a red nurse. Ugh, so. Weiss. Um, I go there, yeah. but I don't like it. They're get, oh, we're getting a big new fancy Taj I know. Weiss the, put the, in. You, you, at work and at home, the two biggest Weiss in the state. <laughs> I know. One's going down the street from work and one's going down the street from your house. I know. But they'll sell beer. They do. Yeah. But I also got a beer distributor that's open from 8 in the morning to 11 at night. So. Oh, that's a, that's a win right there. Yeah. Is that the right. Bear Swamp Beverage? Yeah, that's the one. Oh, Prices I, are a little high, but. Yeah, I pass there often. Yeah, yeah. And there's Aritas right there. So there like is Aritas right there. Because yeah. Makunji, everyone, where Squeezer lives, is Native American for bear swamp, I believe. Uh, yeah, I believe it. it's actually where bears shit. Yes. <laughs> I believe it's the proper <laughs> translation. That's right. Or that might be a May. I think Makunji is where the bears... Swamp, the swamp, bear swamp. Bear swamp. A Mayus right next to it, I think, is like where the bear sleeps or bear shit. Makes more I think sense. It might... I think it's where the bear shits, yeah. Cause you don't you don't shit in your in your where you sleep. You yeah. think you're just shit in the swamp, right? It's like nature's toilet. Sure. Um, I I've never seen this in nature, but and I, I'll I'll leave it at this. There was the possibly the coolest and now most valuable giveaways ever with the uh, Ninja Turtles uh, Chef Party, where you could get a black super shredder. Oh yes, I've seen him. Yeah, but in the wild. Yeah. Like. But, like, at a show, like, for sale. Yeah. But for a fortune. Yeah, I mean, not really. You could get them for, like, under 100 bucks. Open? I mean, they're all open. They're in that baggie. Yeah, came in a, but, I mean, I've, I've, I've seen a couple, like, he came online. In a, they, he came in a white they box. They won a couple with... thousand dollars on eBay for some of them. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, eBay, everyone's charging a fucking fortune. Sure. But. At a show, you uh, pay show prices. Yeah, <laughs> it's the same exact figure. It's just not. It doesn't it's have the purple coating. Purple. On the it's top. just less. It's actually less right. work. It's just all black. Right. Yeah. All right. But yeah. All right. Now we'll move on to my last pick.
the new summer fruit sundets from TCBY. It's the best, the best. It's your choice of luscious, light TCBY non-fat fruit-flavored frozen yogurt with mouth-watering all-natural fruit toppings. The TCBY summer fruit sundets, only 99 cents and only for a limited time. It's the best, the best. The 99 cent summer fruit sundets. The country's best yogurt. TCBY. So, TCBY wasn't my first choice, the country's best yogurt. But originally, people said it stood for that can't be yogurt, which sounds a lot like I can't believe it's yogurt, which I was going to originally talk about. And something that happened in 1991 in Austin, Texas, I was like, oh, a murder happened behind it. Maybe we'll talk about that. Then I read about the murder. And I got freaked out. It is so gruesome. So I'm not going to talk about that at all. And I don't know if I'll ever be able to talk about uh, I can't believe it's yogurt again. Because goddamn, are you fucking kidding me? And it's still not solved. That's the craziest part of it. Ugh. But I didn't eat these summer fucking fruit sundets at TCBY. I'll tell you that much. You go into TCB. Now you go into a, a, a frozen yogurt store. You pick whatever flavors yogurt you want. You put whatever toppings you want on it, you weigh it, and you pay it. Back in the day, they did all the work for you. So it wasn't as fun. It was like, give me chocolate and pour as much Butterfinger on there as you can. That would equal a king-size candy bar. In fact, don't even use oat yogurt. Just fill it all toppings. Mix it with gummy worms and uh, crumbled Butterfinger. (laughs) Give me a cup of that. Because, I mean... Get, don't get me wrong, like crumbled Butterfinger at the time was not only the hottest candy bar, the Bart Simpson candy bar, but it was the hottest Froyo topping, in my uh, personal humble opinion. Don't you agree? I don't. I don't think I ever actually ate it one. Uh, we had a TCBY, and I can't believe it's yogurt bias right like across the street from each other. I still did buy that. You know where the giant in the Outback is? Outback was. Yeah. There was a TCBY was, yeah. next to the Blockbuster down there in that like offset of the shopping center. Like next to the, there's like an insurance place and now it's like now a, it's like a medical patient clinic. first and medical like a patient clinic. first. Yeah. And at the end there was a TCBY, but it used to be a Blockbuster video. But then at the top across the street next to the beer distributor, there's a little uh, two store shopping center. One of that's those stores. Now it's like a buy gold or jewelry store. But it used to be a, I can't believe it's yogurt. I can't. I can't believe it's you. Wait, that's different from a TCBY? Yes, TCBY is the country's best yogurt or this can't be yogurt. Oh. But I can't believe it's yogurt. So it's like it's like it's like I can't I can't believe it's not butter and country crock. Right. I used to get it com- confused with I can't believe it's not butter all the time. I used to say I can't believe it's not yogurt. <laughs> And my mom would be like, it is yogurt. <laughs> the phrase is, I can't believe it's yogurt. <laughs> you dumb bastard. <laughs> but yes. Uh, so I didn't get these. This commercial was from 1991. And it was summer fruit sundets with all these healthy fucking. No, you don't get fucking fruit <laughs> on your goddamn. You get toppings like the good top, like Reese's Pieces, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Crushed, but I always got crushed Butterfinger. I know that for sure. 
Oh yeah, that's. I mean, I speaking that, of dinosaur if, if track, it weren't like not one for yogurt, but on ice cream, yeah. That bastard. I'm trying to be as healthy as I can and eat less sugar, but he sent his latest. I've been a dinosaur Dracula uh, fun pack subscriber since 2000, November 2013, mm-hmm. and I got the latest box the other day, and it had a full size Butterfinger bar in it, and I'm like, I'll just have a bite. I ate the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> It was delicious. When I, was this? Like two days ago. You're still trying to get it out of your teeth and gums? Yeah, I can't turn down. I, Butterfinger like in there. is like my fucking kryptonite. I can't turn it. It's like my favorite That's candy so bar good. ever. It is so delicious. And not maybe it's just ingrained that it's delicious by Bart Simpson from being a kid. But Butterfinger took off in the 90s like no other candy bar has ever taken off before. And I don't think... Ever will. Because of Bart Simpson, I would say. No, yeah, it's entirely crispy, crunchy, buttery. But and also it's it's delicious. It is it is And I mean it's my opinion there's also like there is that masochism that comes with it though. Just the the gumminess in your teeth. It gets right between your like teeth and your lips. But before the Butterfinger, I had a Fifth Avenue bar before, and there are Clark bars also, which are essentially the same thing. But they did not like explode like the Butterfinger. And when I'm saying that they used to sell a king size Butterfinger in the 90s, this thing was like a Yule log. This thing was like a fucking uh, uh, f- <laughs> fire fire starter log you put on your fucking fire. It was so big. Do you remember these things? Oh yeah, yeah. I used to buy it and like Phew. keep it wrapped up like it was my supplies for the for like a trek across the country. Like you could, you could eat well, it all week. There's enough calories to do that. Yeah, it was. And it was 99 cents. That's the best part of it. You go in with a dollar, you take a fucking couple pennies out of the penny jar, you got the you got your t- sales tax. You're buying yourself a fucking king size Butterfinger. This thing was like the size of Hacksaw Jim Duggan's 2x4. It's beautiful. <laughs> But alas, TCBY, and and if you really are a glutton for punishment and like those murder podcasts, look up the Austin yogurt shop murders. Oh my God! Don't you don't do this squeezer at all. Do not. No. I don't like that dark stuff. That's not in my personality. Yeah, I thought it would just be like just some random person getting killed over yogurt, but no, it is dark, and I'm like, all right, changing tune. Not gonna talk about this. But that's it. That is our show for this week, Squeezer. We're done. And I got I got theme music ready on cue on my new my new uh, sound Fancy. pad thing here. I've got. I just queued it up. We like got that. some work to do for next week. Yeah, I gotta get some. Uh, I can start playing drops. <laughs> like I have a soundboard. It's this is what this is a soundboard. I could put some drops in. I gotta get the bigger one because it's all filled with our picks. I only have three empty spots. I need to get the one that's like double the size so I can get a bunch of like, like yeah, baby, <laughs> and it's, it drops like that. You know that. You know the next. Then all we could get a, a like a new slate of reviews complaining about my drops, not my bad impressions. <laughs> Someone asked today for more. Donald Trump. I'm really, I'm really busy. Right now, I'm dropping into weddings. I don't know if you heard. A lot of people told me I'm the best wedding toaster ever. And they wanted 
Heavens to Megatron. Exit stage left. <laughs> and fuck Carol Baskin. I'm still fucking in prison and that dumb bitch hasn't fucking got that guy fucking in trouble for killing her goddamn fucking husband. That bitch. Carol Baskin. So, someone requested a few impressions. So I just figured that though. And a throwback to last year when I could not shut up with these. I figured I'd drop a few in. Knowing you'd appreciate it, Squeezer. You there? Did I lose you seriously in the last? I'm just gonna sign off without you then. I lose you. I'll just sign off with my impressions. So. Fuck Carol Basket, I'm Squeezer. And I'm RK. Next week is um, our listening. <laughs> he just goes, you wrap it up. Wasn't Oh, he had to run. He had to pee. It's all me. It's little Squeezer's little bladder. Um, <laughs> next week is our, our listener show where you send in your ideas. We already got a whole bunch of ideas of things we could talk about. You send in what you want to hear us talk about listener ideas and we will talk about it on next week's show april 7th until then i'm rk i'm squeezer we'll be back next week same rad time same rad channel bye guys <laughs>